Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. What's up, what's happening, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, here tonight with my co-host, Dustin Smith, and we're here to talk about the Auburn Tigers on the diamond. Man, they go to Ole Miss, Dustin. They get a sweep in dominant fashion. All right, uh, the bats were alive all weekend. Tommy Vale, the ace, uh, just Throwing a freaking gym, dude. Uh, Cole Foster, Casey Howe, Cooper McMurray. We can go on and on. Bobby Pierce, Ike Irish, man. This entire lineup uh, just just really, really uh, laid down the law on the Ole Miss Rebels. I mean, you did what you were supposed to do. You beat a bad baseball team uh, all three games, and you come out uh, above 500 in SEC play at 14 and 13, third in the SEC West now. And some people around the country are even saying that you could potentially be in a host spot if you take care of business this weekend against Missouri at home and you go to the SEC tournament and you you win a couple games there and have a good showing, man. So things are looking up for Auburn baseball. A few weeks ago, a month ago, people were pushing Auburn off and saying that the postseason uh, looked far, far away and it, it looked like a bad year of baseball on the Plains. But first, man, before we break down uh, this three-game set and I even get your thoughts on this series, man, uh, how was your weekend, Mother's Day, uh, and, and how was everything that went on for you? Um, it was a tough weekend, buddy. Uh, I told you about a little mishap that we had at the doctor's office. They didn't get me my medication over the weekend. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, it was rough, but I had a good time on my mom's Sunday and uh, – Mother's Day and my little sister's birthday always fall on the same weekend. So um got to see my little sister and hang out That's with the family. Awesome. So overall, it was good. And I wasn't stressed about this Auburn baseball team at all because they have just been handling their business, brother. Yeah, man. And uh, look, big shout out first uh, to all the moms out there. Uh, like I put on Twitter, you guys are the real MVPs in this thing called life. Uh, you guys are uh, the backbone of each household. Uh, and and the kids on this Auburn baseball team, you know, you, know, <laughs> you look at a lot of the moms, man, that, that interact with our podcast, Dustin. Uh, they're super supportive of their kid. They're always backing. They're always shouting out their child on Twitter. Uh, and it just shows a, a true mother's love, man. And, and uh, you know, as a, as a son, you know, they always say mama's boy, right? 
and uh, it, it rains true, man. It, it It's just like my mother, I'm super close to my mom. I talk to my parents every day, man. And uh, I, uh, I went over there Sunday and, and my mom had a, had a bunch of food made and we ate and, and uh, we just sat there and, and talked. And, you know, of course my dad was on his Auburn baseball flow and, and he was just talking about how, how good the team looked and everything. And that's all he really wanted to talk about, you know? Uh, so it was, it was a heck of a weekend for me, brother. And, and, um, just watching this team, you know, just watching this team go out and do a job. Uh, the weather becomes a factor, right? And and you get canceled on Thursday night, and you got to come in and play a doubleheader on Friday. And, you know, Chase also on the mound game one, right? He We said that he deserved to get his shot again, and he did. Uh, looking at game one, Dustin – what were your thoughts on Chase Alsop and just the offense that it absolutely exploded in game one, man? The general Case and Howell uh, just absolutely putting on a performance in game one. Yeah, looking at it, so Cole had uh, Cole had four hits. Bobby had three hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaysen had four, like you said. Caden had two, was two for two, and then had two walks. We were on fire, dude. We won this series 37 to 11 overall. Just the bats were, were there all weekend. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, the only person that didn't get a hit in game one was Chris Stanfield, and he still drew mm-hmm. a walk and came around to score. So mm-hmm. everybody got on base. And spoiler alert, we did that in game two as well. So you can't really complain much more. I mean, what else do you say about that? So the bats are red hot, and then the pitching. Chase Alsip would have liked to see a little bit more than 2.1, but that's still um, still a decent, you know, before he gives up four hits, two more runs, walks a guy, gets a K. Connor Copeland comes in. He gives you good 2.1 innings. And I'm fine with that mm-hmm. overall right there, them two guys giving you a start because let me tell you something. My guy Tanner Bauman, who nice little record, by the way, getting to 4-1, and one, he comes in, finishes the game out with three hits, zero on runs, doesn't walk anybody, Blake, only hits one batter strikes out too, very efficient. And I, I say my guy because I think Tanner's at this point now, at least he is for me. When I see Tanner uh, running out that pin, dude, I have mm-hmm. 100% faith he's going to get the job done. I know that's that it's true. about to be solid pitching from there on out. And uh, that's exactly what he that's exactly what he brought Friday night. And, again, I thought this is two series that I can think of off the top of my head. We've lost a Friday night game. So just another series where you get off to a good start. You only use three pitchers. I really like not having those midweek games, man. I really do. Uh, this week gets canceled as well. So the guys are fresh. Everybody, everybody that started got on base. Not a whole lot to complain about. And this is something that we did in South Carolina too was when you jump out early, you never give the crowd a chance to get into it. And I think that plays mm. a big factor as well. Yeah, well, you know, we'll talk about the midweek getting canceled. Remind me to bring that up later in the show. Uh, but, man, you know, jumping out early, all right, and, and I know you brought up Caden Green. What a performance Caden had, right, uh, just yeah. was on fire the entire weekend. And and we'll talk a little bit more about him. We know what he brings defensively. But if you have that cat in the eight hole uh, doing the things that he did this weekend, Dustin, uh, like I said, y- your lineup becomes even more dangerous, all right. It's already top ten in the country dangerous, but – if you have yeah. this guy in the eight hole not getting out, drawing two, three walks, four walks, 
it becomes that much more dangerous. But in game one, hello, Nate LaRue. All right. I posted a stat today on Twitter. All right. If you don't follow our Twitter page yeah, at the Uptempo stat. Podcast, go follow it. I was at lunch today and I said, you know what? Let me let me dig into Nate LaRue's SEC series starting at Mississippi State. And what made me start there was this was the turning point in the season, right, Dustin? Uh, after the Alabama series, everybody wrote Auburn baseball off. You know, even we even we sat here and said, hey, look, the postseason might be in doubt, right? And that's when Nate really started getting it going. So I said, okay, well, let me go back and, and look and, and uh, let me tally up his at-bats. Let me tally up his walks and, and RBIs and everything like that. So – I tally up the ABs, tally up the hits, and I find out that since the Mississippi State series, which was a month ago, in SEC play, Nate LaRue is hitting 292 with five walks and nine RBIs, okay, with a couple bombs sprinkled in there. And my buddy, he hit an absolute tank at Ole Miss Friday in game one. I mean, off the bat, Mr. LaRue said, hello, I've arrived. Uh, it's yeah. it's four to one. All right. Um, and and Auburn struck early. Okay. And and that's that was that's the bottom, Blake. Yes. Hayden that and is, Nate is the bottom. I hate to cut you off, but that's the no, bottom of our lineup you're talking about right there, man. And 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 that's my point, Dustin, is 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 you know, that that was great, man. Uh th- th- you're talking about the eight and nine hole. Okay, and Nate LaRue is hitting in the nine hole. And what have we kept on saying? People come in here and, and, you know, I I posted that on Facebook also. And people say, oh, well, Nate this, Nate that uh, he 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 strikes out too much. He's an automatic outlook. I'm going to keep saying it, people. He's a catcher. Okay, he's a catcher. If you if your catcher can hit you two ninety two, hmm. all right. If your catcher is hitting you two ninety two with five walks and nine RBIs over a month span, you got a hellacious lineup. All right, your lineup is deadly. Your lineup is lethal. Your lineup is Omaha bound. Okay, your lineup is that nasty. And he's hitting in the nine hole. What? And and. You got you got the general. You got the general doing what he did in in what the seven hole. Yeah, I mean, four I mean, for four four RBIs. That's and then Cole gets four hits. Like, damn, that's eight hits right there between those two guys. Cole 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 hit two bombs. Yeah, I mean, my buddy was seeing beach balls the entire weekend. What was his weekend average? I, I think Auburn Twitter posted it. They posted a graphic. It was like he hit six hundred this weekend. I think uh, <laughs> it, it was it was unreal, bro. Like I think he had nine hits on the entire weekend. Yeah, I think so he had he nine had hits. Four, six. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> he had nine hits. All right, he had nine hits. I did, dude. Look, you. Excuse me. Almost knocked knocked my computer off the stand. Uh, you, look, you you. <laughs> You did what you were supposed to do, okay? Um, I, I'm so excited over here. I'm I'm jittering and almost ruining the the show and everything. Um, but you did what you were supposed to do, right, Dustin? And 
you demolished a bad baseball team. Even when people had doubts on you and saying, okay, well, you just beat South Carolina. You just beat LSU. You're going to fall into a trap at Ole Miss here. All right. You're going to go on the road and there could potentially be a trap there and you not show up with your best stuff and you could lose a game or two. And boy, were they wrong. I mean, this offense, dude, is hellacious. I mean, I can't stop saying it. Like Ike Irish, who we had seen struggle a little bit lately, and don't take that the wrong way. The kid's still hitting, what, 360? All right? Yeah. Don't don't take it the wrong way. Like I'm saying, he's just down in the dumps. But his ABs had been not what we were accustomed to seeing, right? And he gets it back on track. And uh, I know he left the series with a bomb, and he got a couple hits here and there, and, and, and his ABs were much, much better this weekend. So uh, the dominance in game one, man, to cut a team in eight on the road, you did exactly what you were supposed to do, Dustin. See, what I – I mean, you were talking during the week, and I told you my main worry was <laughs> Ole Miss has to have this. I mean, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. They're out of – they're not going to make Hoover now, right? This eliminated yeah. them from Hoover, correct? Yeah, yeah, they're eliminated. They're dead. They're done. Man, that's that's a hell of a fall from national championship to not even making the SEC tournament. Mm. Um, but – and just a dead atmosphere. And like I said, a lot of that was us coming out and killing them, but you could tell that fan base was upset. And I think that's funny because if I remember back to like December-ish uh, – the story that I was told from the hottie toddies was that well, they, we wanted Lane Kiffin and then, but they ponied up so much money and the big strong Grove collective raised $2 billion. And then what they did was they were just better than us and they have more to offer. So they were able to keep Lane Kiffin. And I only bring that up because they also, they said, we'll concede basketball, but they were pointing out during all that, we're the national champs in baseball. We're better mm-hmm. than you in baseball. So I just want to kind of, you know, say, okay, well, you you barely got us in football and what was like that head coach is one of his two or three last games. Uh, you didn't get us in, in basketball. We played terrible. I mean, probably the most upset, if you remember, I was, was reacting to our Ole Miss win. I thought mm-hmm. that was just piss poor. And we still beat you. And I'm pretty sure we beat him the first time as well, right? We swept Ole Miss yeah. in basketball. Um, and then we sweep you in baseball and we're having a little technical difficulties tonight because had to, I had to hop on the phone. It's raining in Mobile. It's raining in Pensacola. So we couldn't get the Wi-Fi connected. So I don't know if you can see it, but I've got it right here. If there are any <laughs> yeah. Ole Miss fans that wanted to, uh, we'll, we'll just slip their mind. 37 to 11, we kicked their ass. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're completely quiet. You were shut. Your mouths were shut. Nothing about your Grove Collective or anything could save you. Um, we're a better baseball program. Wes Flanagan's not going to – because contrary to what they Ole Miss fans want to put out there on their bulletin boards, Bruce Pearl had already built Auburn up a little bit before he went and saved Wes Flanagan's career. See, Wes Flanagan mm. got fired at Little Rock, and Bruce reached out and brought him back. And that's kind of why reports are Bruce is a little salty about some of the way this has gone down. Um, but guess what, Ole Miss fans? Wes Flanagan didn't build this basketball program. Bruce Pearl did. Mm. Um, so we're better than you than everything. You'll find that out this year. I believe it's October 21st in football. We'll take that back. 
But uh, this is this is Ole Miss's sport, and we thoroughly beat the crap out of them. Back-to-back weekends, Blake, where we 10-run ruled an SEC team. I don't care if it's an SEC team that didn't make the tournament. Look at look at Mississippi State. Mississippi State beating LSU this weekend shows yep. you exactly how deep this conference is. you got to bring it every single weekend. I thought Ole Miss was playing for everything. They had to win this weekend, and you never even let them breathe. There was never a point in this weekend where I felt like we were in a lick of trouble. Yep. We're just we're just playing the best baseball at the right time. And a point I wanted to make about Nate LaRue real quick was you talk about all his improvement at the plate and his defense is everyone knows what that is. But don't be mistaken because it's not something you can see on a box score. But the improvement of this pitching staff, Nate LaRue has a hand in that as well. Hmm. Great point. Great point. Uh, one of the best catchers in the country, uh, if not the best, in my opinion, man. And and uh, that's not just having the orange and blue goggles on. What Nate does behind the plate, uh, goes, it goes unnoticed a lot, a lot uh, within this fan base. And, and uh, that's why I had to put that little statistic on Twitter today, man. I said the guy's been through uh, – he's been drugged through the mud quite often this year. And to see him have – uh, this late season success and him come alive, it, it's been sweet, man, bittersweet uh, to to see a smile on his face uh, trotting around that third base bag and giving Gabe the 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 knucks and everything, man, and and uh, and watching him hug his teammates after he hits a bomb. Uh, that that's special to see, Dustin. But let's go to game two, man. Uh, you know this is this was forty minutes after we kicked their ass in game one. All right, they had to come back and they had to get the solidified ace, Mister Tommy Vale. All right, so now you've lost game one. You just got beat to sleep in game one, and now you got to come back and you got to face Tommy Vale, the Auburn ace. All right, the the grad, the grad transfer, uh, the guy who's been around the block, the guy who was going around the block this year. Early on, we didn't know where he was going to settle in, and and finally he finds his role. And my buddy is topping out at 91 on the fastball, and he's absolutely fooling hitters. You hear me? He's fooling hitters. And it's special, man. The the pitch sequence, all right, that Tommy, his command, all right, the way he throws each pitch – it, they're competitive. I, I preach that all the time, man. If you're going to miss, be competitive, all right? Be competitive around the zone. One thing I think Chase Alsop has done really well with, and and just going back to that game one, that we had one little call in, in, that, in that first inning for Chase. The guy didn't ring. The, the guy behind the plate was, was just awful in game one on both sides. I'm not saying that just as an Auburn fan, but on both sides, he was awful. And he didn't make a call in in the first on Chase. And the next pitch, dude gets a base hit and they get a run. And I think that's been a big improvement in his development this year is just him being competitive, man. Uh, More control around the zone. Uh, and 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 which ultimately brings your pitch count down if you throw more strikes. Uh, and and Tommy Vale, man, just domination, man, domination. The, the emotion on the mound. He he, case somebody gives the quick walk, give me the ball back, and it's just 
it's I'm here. I'm better than you. Yeah, I only throw 91, but I'm going to throw two hit baseball. All right, I'm going to give up one run, and I'm just going to shove it. All right, I'm just going to shove it. And he's that guy right now for this staff. And it hurts to know that Joseph Gonzalez is out because now things are solidified hmm. that if you had Gonzo, Tommy, and Christian Herberholtz as your three main guys, this team could play in the College World Series final. And don't tell me I'm lying. All right, don't tell me I'm wrong either. If you're not an Auburn fan and you don't agree with that, I hate it for you because that's the damn truth, brother. That is the damn truth. This Auburn team is that good offensively with those three guys and the way this bullpen has settled in. Man, this team would be College World Series final bound. They're that good. They're that good, Dustin. Yeah, and now you've got guys like Copeland, Bauman, uh, Drew Nelson coming mm-hmm. out the pen that it's like, all right, I trust you. So, yeah, it's dangerous, man. And we're dangerous, as, and we'll get to it here in a second. But even without, well, even without Gonzo, if Herbie's okay, then we're still, we're still really dangerous. There's, yeah. uh, man, I don't want to put it on us, knock on wood, but man, there's a, we can, I'll say it like this: we can go as deep as we went last year. Yeah. And the announcer said something that me and you've been saying for uh, a couple weeks here now. Uh, they pointed it out. He said, "Man, it's hard for me to come up with a better defensive outfield in the country." And that, Absolutely. I mean, that, that goes unnoticed until it doesn't, right? Until all of a sudden you look at all – how many runs has Case and Howell saved this year in center field? Think about it. Man, that dude is a go-getter, all right? And he's hitting he's hitting the piss out of it too, bro. He, he was a yeah, big I mean, factor yeah. in game two. He was a big factor in game two. Now, don't get me wrong, Ole Miss struggled on the mound, but Auburn made them pay in game two. Uh, and and Kaysen has been a big part of the offense lately. And that's what that is my point of this offense being so deadly, Dustin, is we know what that top five and six can do, but it really boils down to seven, eight, and nine, right? With Kaysen, Caden, and Nate. Mm-hmm. And man, you had these three guys doing that, and you put up 37 runs in three games. Uh, you know, have fun, dude. Look. I'm going to bring up the regional thing in a minute, but, uh, you know, I said this the other the other night or last week or whenever our last episode was about baseball, man. If I am a hosting team and Auburn doesn't host, by goodness, I do not want to see you come to my regional. I don't, I don't want to see Auburn in my regional. And I got a buddy, DG, I've said it before on this show. He is a Florida fan, and he said, dude, the last team that I would – ever want to see come to my regional is Auburn. And he was like, I don't even want to get matched up with them in the super regionals. And he was like, because they're dangerous. They're dangerous. And now that this pitching has worked itself out, you're even more dangerous. And that game too, yeah, the offense did what they needed to do, and it was fun to watch. But Tommy Vell was that guy, you know, Will come in in the ninth. He struggled a little bit, but ultimately he 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 does what he always does, dude. He's he's such a competitor. He ultimately nails it down when we gotta have it. Uh, obviously, it wasn't close, but he gets it together. He throws strikes and he gets it done, man. And that is what you're starting to see more and more of 
out of this Auburn pitching staff, Dustin. Yeah, dude, look, 11 runs on the weekend. Uh, go back to two months ago, I was hoping that we wouldn't give up 11 runs in a game. I've seen us flirt with 11 runs in an inning. I mean, go back to Georgia, right? Yep, so, absolutely. Well, I think it was uh, – who was it? Lipscomb, maybe that we gave up eight doubles in one inning or something. Yeah. Just out, just some out of this world statistics. Um, those guys could have gave up. We talked about Copeland not even traveling. Everybody knows that story by now. Look at a guy like Drew Nelson starting to figure it out. I thought that uh, thought that Crotchfield, which for sure we'll talk about here in Game Three, uh, finally getting getting some more innings. About thirty fifth pitch, he kind of started to fall off a little bit. But it's a guy that got hurt, and then last weekend only pitched to one guy. So. Yep. He was working back in there, but his stuff looked good for for a while there. So just a lot of guys that are, as as a whole, just starting to figure it out. And the bats are doing because we had that little that little. Uh, now we can look at it and just say it just kind of worked out that way. But there was times where we would get a flash in the pan, good pitching performance, and that would be the night our bats didn't go hot. And that's yeah. what me and you started to worry and say, are we just a bad team? But looking back at it now, that was just a couple of scattered instances and. Bats have been doing what they've been doing all year. These numbers are crazy when it comes to the plate, dude. I mean, like everyone getting on base in game one, everybody getting on base in game. The only person that doesn't get a hit in game two is Casey. But he walks twice. Yep. So I don't, you know, uh, I go back to the famous money ball, Billy Bean. Just get on base, baby. I'm, and just get on base. That's I don't it. care how you get there. It doesn't matter to me. Just be standing on first because the way we bat, somebody probably going to bring you home. We, uh, we're improving in our timely hitting, I feel like. Just when we've got a guy on second and third, we're not popping up to first and then, you know, getting a stupid strikeout and not bringing the guys home. We're getting the hits. Just playing really, really good baseball, man. And, and um, we're at, a, we're, at, we're, we're at a, a spot where we can finish with a winning record in the SEC. And if you would have told me that five, six weeks ago, I mean, that five, I mean, it just coming back to, to post Bama, right? <clears throat> Like, and yeah. I, we always were optimistic in saying, I don't know how many times I kept saying, you still got big opportunities. You still got big opportunities. Yep. So always acknowledge that. But man, we were dead in the water and I was, I just about lost my faith, you know, cause it just, you're watching it, but baseball is mm-hmm. a funny game, bro. It's a funny game. And Ole Miss, the team that we just swept prime example of that last year, the very last no team doubt. that got in. And they won the tournament. So it's baseball's just crazy, bro. And right now, these guys that couldn't throw strikes a month and a half ago are throwing strikes. And everyone is it's easy to look at the hits. It's easy to look at a guy like Cooper McMurray and talk about him him destroying a ball. But I look at a game like Friday night where he gets one hit, but he walks twice. Yep. Just patient, man. We're patient at the plate. All our guys have a good approach. Yes, man, and and Coop takes such good abs, man. I mean, he works the count. He watches. Hey, look, the big thing with Coop that that I notice is watch how he spits on 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 the sliders. All right, and the and the breaking stuff early in the at bat. All right, he spits on a lot of stuff. Coop doesn't get cheated. And you watch, they try to catch him. They try to catch him with a slider away, down and away and everything. Uh, and and he, he'll he just spit on it early, man, and he'll work the count. He's a guy that he can get in a one-two count and, and end up working a walk because he is so patient. 
man, you know, another thing I, I want to point out, Chris Stanfield, too. I watched – I was going live uh, for game – what was it, game three? Yeah, I think I was live for game three. And I was calling out what pitch the Ole Miss pitcher was going to throw to Stanfield. I was just walking them through the at-bat. If anybody was listening, I was like, okay, uh, you're going to see a change up here. I'm probably going to see a slider here, uh, fastball here. All right, well – Stanfield got in a one-two count. All right, they throw the fastball. He he watches it, and that puts him in a one-two count. And I was like, okay, well, you're not going to see a fastball. You're not going to see another fastball again. All right, uh, you're probably going to see a slider down in the dirt, or you're going to see a change up down in the dirt, or either if you do see a fastball, all right, it's going to be up in the eyes, and it's going to be a pitch that Stanfield can't get to, right? And my buddy throws one, I mean, just belt high, middle away, all right? And Chris just hits an absolute seed into right field. And I'm like, you know, that just screams bad baseball team, okay? You're in a one-two count. You're not going to sneak two fastballs by Auburn in a row. You're not going to do it. This lineup's too good, okay? If he stared at that first one, all right, you're not going to sneak another one by him. Right. It's it's not going to happen, man. This lineup is too good. These guys can rate, Dustin. So don't think you're about to throw a 92-mile-an-hour fastball right by Chris Stanfield and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it again. No, you're not. Because you want to know what he's going to do? He's going to barrel that son of a gun up, and he's going to drive it into a gap. Okay, period. This lineup is too good for that. They take quality ABs. They hit the ball where it's pitched, man. Uh, Caden Green hitting the ball backside Friday. You, I mean, just, just going down in the zone and just taking it the other way, hitting it where it's pitched. That is what it takes to be a great lineup, and that is what this Auburn lineup brings to the freaking table, man. They are that good. They are that good. Dude, you Gabe could put together a tape of this team and this lineup and the way they hit the baseball, and he could just send it to high schools around the country and say, hey, just watch this. Just, just teach your guys this right here. And, I mean, it's unbelievable, dude. I, he could send one to me, and I'd watch it, all right? Every night I'd watch it because it's uh, – it's, it's, it's like poetry in motion, man. It's like it's like it's like a damn Bob Ross painting, bro. It's it's just just beautiful, you know. It's beautiful to watch. Well, and don't think that uh he doesn't have he doesn't have that DVD and he shows high school recruits. That, I guarantee you, you he does. There you go. You know, and and Come I guess that's what I'll do to you. I guess that's the reason that that Auburn baseball has had high recruiting classes, and and I think there's another promising class. Uh, coming in, and and if you would like for us to kind of dig into that on this show, we can. Once the season's over, we can get involved in that uh, and and look at some guys that are coming in uh, to next year's class. I think that would be really really fun to do. Uh, Dustin, man, let's go over here to game three. Really, Auburn put the stranglehold on a man once Coop hit the grand slam. This thing was just, I mean, flat out done. You know, you could see the life. 
uh, the the Auburn bullpen out there dancing, man. Hey, look, look, getting a little, yeah, you know, like that yeah. Will can Will Cannon was kind of put. Oh, whoa, whoa. Uh, Will Cannon was kind of putting it into it, you know. I mean, he was. The moves were cranked up. Now he showed me yeah, something. Now, good. yeah, he, he cut a little rug out there, and, and and his mother even let him know on Twitter, say, "Hey, what did I teach you there?" You know. Uh, but man, uh, Coop Coop hits the he hits the grand slam, and I was live on the call. Okay, yeah. Uh, and and I said, "Hey, this is the perfect guy you want here at the plate. Nobody out." All right. I think it was top of the 5th. Uh and bases loaded. Uh, you're up what 3 to nothing, something like that. And as soon as I get that out of my mouth, man, Cooper is sitting breaking ball. And he just absolutely I mean, perfect perfect just a, what do they call that out there in right field? Beer alley or whatever, or whatever yeah, they call it out there where they throw the beer up. Well, Auburn's bullpen throws theirs up, all right, because they're like, hey, Coop just hit a nuke, you know. Uh, and, and that was the stranglehold. And I think really what I was looking at in game three was more – I was more worried about Christian Herberholtz because he comes out, he looks dominant, uh, you you knew you were going to get another dominant performance from your number two, and he doesn't come back out after the second inning. And you hear Butch say that he kind of felt something in his arm. They're going to get it checked out. They're going to get it looked at. One promising thing about this is, is you saw Christian Herberholtz laughing and cutting up in the dugout when Auburn was up big later in the game. They kind of panned over on the camera, and and he was chewing his seeds and everything and cutting up, and, and it looked like he was having a good time. So hopefully this is just precautionary, and it's not a big issue, maybe some forearm tightness or something like that. Hopefully it's nothing with the UCL or, or any Tommy John or anything like that. I don't think it was, but – Man, Drew Nelson has arrived, Dustin. And I know Zach Crotchfelt come in, but Drew Nelson looked damn good, man. I mean yeah, – stuff looked great, man. Oh, my God. I mean, this is back-to-back weeks, and I think Drew has found something. I think he is slowly inserting himself uh, as that back-end guy, that guy in middle relief that you can go to to get you two to three innings and him really put a stranglehold on things uh, for you to get it to a guy like a, a Will Cannon or somebody like that later in the in the seventh, eighth, or ninth. You know, I know he passed the torch early uh, to Zach Crotchfelt, and he looked good early on. Uh, and, and then he got touched up a little bit. But like you said earlier, a guy coming off an injury, faced one batter last week. Um, and, you know, man – this pitching staff and a guy that also caught a lot of heat, man, a guy that caught a lot of heat uh, early on is Chase Isbell. And Chase Isbell struggled, Dustin. He struggled early on. His command was – yeah. I mean, we we all did, right? I mean, we struggled as fans to having to watch everything uh, that – the Auburn pitching staff was having to go through. But Chase Isbell, man, two innings, three hits, one run, one earned, no walks, all right, two Ks. 
if you get that from Chase Isbell, that is another guy, Dustin. Yeah. That is another guy that you can turn to and you can fully trust 100% to carry the back end of this bullpen. So when you do get to Omaha, you don't just have two arms, a Tanner Bauman and a Will Cannon, or you could throw a John Armstrong in there as a third arm. No, you have Drew Nelson. You have Zach Crotchfelt. You have Chase Isbell. I mean, the list can go on, right? Even Hayden Murphy, you know, I know he gives up hard contact a lot, but he throws strikes. And, I, you know, I don't think Hayden is ready yet. I don't think you need to put him in a high-impact, high-pressure situation. But things are starting to shake out, man. Things are starting to shake out. Dudes are starting to throw strikes. Dudes are starting to be more competitive around the zone. The stuff looks tighter. And, look, I know Ole Miss is a bad baseball team. I get it. But you put a stranglehold on them in their backyard, and you dominated them all three games. Lights out performance from the Auburn Tigers, Dustin. Yeah, I just I, I can't say much more about it. Go back to your comment when you said no one wants to see us. You know, from I think I don't know which is which, but we're depending on where you look at, we're like a really high three seed or a low two seed. Yeah. So unless we make a deep run in the SEC tournament, I don't really know if we can get all the way up to hosting. Yeah. Um. I think we can get a really high two seed. So, well, maybe, I mean, if we sweep Missouri and then say we make it all the way to the finals of the SEC tournament, damn sure if you win it, then you probably get a host. But, like, we'll see how all that plays out. I, I, if I had to bet, I'd say we'd probably finish out as a two. And then that's just going to be problematic. Whoever's that one seed in that regional, like you said, is going to be like probably how, probably how the Clemson softball team feels this week because mm. they have a team in their regional that mm. should be hosting its own regional mm. in the uh, Auburn Lady Tigers. But uh, so mm. just overall, man, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous and everything we talked about, everything everybody talked about, not just us, anybody that was watching it. If this pitching staff gets it together with this lineup, this is the result you're going to get. Yep. And now that the pitching staff has come together, we haven't lost a series in a month. That's yeah. not a coincidence. It wasn't – it wasn't uh, – I don't know if you ever watched Trailer Park Boys. Uh, it's not rocket surgery, as Jul- <laughs> as uh, Ricky would say on there. Um, yeah. It's not rocket surgery, man. Just uh, just guys, the way we were hitting, we kept saying just got to be average, and they're above average. What Tommy yeah. Vale did in game two is above average. And what did he how – many, how many guys did Tommy walk? One walk? <sighs> One walk. One walk, man. One walk, Tommy Vale. You know, that's the thing. That's the biggest thing, Dustin, is remember, we were we were walking 10, 11, 12 people right. a game. All right? Not a yeah. series. Not a series. Hitting three or four in the process. Yes. Yes. Th- that is the difference, man. We're throwing strikes. The stuff is more um, – it, it's tighter. And and that that's my biggest thing, dude. That's what I always say is, like, just be competitive, dog. Because uh, when you're not competitive – a guy's just going to stand there with the bat on his shoulders like because he knows you can't throw a strike. You know, yeah. look at Florida. That's what Florida did to us. That Sunday, mm-hmm. they just stood there with the bat on their shoulders because they said, hey, they can't throw a strike. They're not competitive. And then when they did see one, a fastball, because guess what? When you fall behind in the count and you don't throw strikes, 
guess what you get, guess what you throw. Fastball right? comes. Uh, hey, and you've got to put it on a silver platter too, my buddy. All right, and guess what they're guess what they're locked in on. All right, yeah. that little ninety-two mile an hour fastball that you're about to throw. All right, they're sitting back on it, saying, "Hey, it's going to be belt high, middle, middle." Because guess what? He's in a three-one count, and he's got to throw a strike, and he can't throw anything else for a strike. So I'm sitting dead red on a fastball, and that's the reason you see balls like Chase also. Yeah, he throws 96, 97, but guess what? When a guy's sitting dead red in this league and he knows you're about to throw a fastball, that's why you see it hit 437 feet, all right, because they know, all right? They're not dumb. They watch film, Dustin, all right? They watch film during the week, and they say, hey, this is what this cat's good at. This is what he's not good at, all right? They get scouting reports, all right? They, they know, all right, and – the thing with softball, my buddy. Let me let me let me let me trot back. Let me trot back here real quick to softball. All right. How are you the fifth best team in your freaking conference? And all of a sudden you're the fifth best team in the country. Wh- what? It's all that- you know what it is. I, I golly, don't get me on. I didn't know you were gonna approach it from that angle. Um yeah, oh, I'm co- I'm coming right at it. I'm coming right at it the, because the, you know what it says. You, you see what the number the, the jersey it says Alabama. It says Alabama. Exactly. That's how they get it. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I said today. You know, I said the name on your chest will get you things. It w- it will give it will get you things that others can't get. All right. So crazy, bro. And there is no way that you can sit here and tell me they're the fifth seed in the NCAA tournament. They're not. And, and and what's crazy is you look at the standings, you look at the standings, and they skipped Auburn in the standings and let, what was it, two teams behind Auburn? One of those was Alabama, and I think the other one was, what, Arkansas? You let both of yes, them host. What is it? Yeah, you're right, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, you let both of them host, and you made Auburn travel? What? Like, What? I, 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 I don't get it, man. I, I, I really don't get it. And then what you do to Auburn is you give them the worst draw possible. Yeah. So they have to go to Clemson. And then guess who you get? If you do make it out of Clemson, guess who you get in the Supers? Oklahoma. Is it Oklahoma? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're going to get – look, look, dog, Oklahoma, they're different. All right, they're a different breed. Right, yeah. They, they, them, they, 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 <laughs> they are different. Uh, look, if somebody's going to beat Oklahoma, you better have uh, you better have the sticks, bro, because they can smash. I mean, smash. It's going to be tough to beat them girls, but you get the worst draw possible. And I just don't know how it comes to this, Dustin. It, it's like a continuous thing for Auburn, too. It gets old, man. It, it 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 does. It does. It gets old. And I actually heard somebody today on social media. Well, I didn't. I was reading a comment section, right? And uh, I was on Facebook, and this guy says, "Oh, go cry harder! You got to play your first round game in the NCAA tournament in Birmingham, and Iowa had to travel to your backyard." when you only had to travel two hours. And I was like, okay, kudos. Like, the one time we actually caught a break, you know. Hmm. I, I I just 
it's it's insane to me, bro, that Auburn softball didn't they didn't host. I I just don't know how. I don't know how you come to that conclusion of making them travel, other than it's Alabama, and it's Auburn. You, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go with with Pat Murphy, all right, because he's at the University of Alabama, and they've won national championships and they've been to the college world series final and uh, they are the prominent program. So yeah, you're going to, you're going to side with them. That's cool. All right. But don't sit here and tell me you don't have a hand in this stuff. I mean, it's, it's insane, dude. Like I, I just, I don't get that. I mean, we got absolutely freaking shafted. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, Now the ladies to their credit, they seem pretty pissed off about it. We've already seen how they got attitude, you know. They got attitude. They'll let you know they weren't happy about it. They let everybody know that the preseason prediction was wrong. And I thought that was funny, too, because this was going to yeah. baseball. This was the second second time in a year, second year in a row. We were supposed to finish seventh in the SEC West in baseball. I asked, when y'all going to learn? When y'all going to yep. learn? You going to keep doubting Butch? Keep doubting Butch. Keep doing it. And every single year, by the end of the year, guess where we're going to be? In the postseason. Probably going pretty deep. Yeah, yep. man, the ladies got shafted. It's the Auburn way when Alabama is involved. Uh, I thought that the uh, Keontae Scott punt return is just the perfect example of what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, everyone knows they didn't touch that punt. There was two different angles that showed you clearly he didn't touch that punt. It was very obvious how crucial that situation was. You go from getting the ball back after getting a stop versus this Alabama offense led by this potent Bryce Young, all this talent they got over there. You get this on the road in Bryant-Denny with an interim head coach. You shouldn't even be in this freaking game. And, I mean, we had, what, three or four coaches left? I mean, just that whole skeleton crew. We're out here competing. We're out here fighting our butts off. And then – He's clearly short of this punt. I mean, he doesn't come close to touching this ball. Not only did you get it wrong on the field, which I can live with, you then review it, and you come back and tell me he still touched it after mm. just showing us the review for five minutes. Mm. So how else am I supposed to take that? I, I said that then, and I'll say it again. How else am I supposed to take that? That's what this is to me. That's what yep. this is. I've been an Auburn fan since the jump. And it's always been this way. My dad told me it was going to be this way growing up, and this is the way it's been. This is why when you talk to anybody that was around in that 1989 Iron Bowl, when we finally got to host the Iron Bowl, yep. people that are around then consistently say kick six was great, bow over the top was great, punt, bama, punt, cam, anything you want. But that game right there, they said that's the greatest game in Auburn history because it meant the most. Because for 70, 80 years, you had to go to Alabama every freaking year. And they said, it's neutral. It's Birmingham. It's not Tuscaloosa. It's not yeah, neutral. Okay. Where do you play your home games at every Saturday? This field? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, cool beans. It's, it's always been that way, brother. It's, it's, it's just infuriating. Like, mm. I was infuriated when I saw that they didn't get the host. And then to see that part about the Alabama, it's just like, oh, okay. It makes sense. Um, careful what you wish for Texas and Oklahoma because you're about to find out about this. That stuff, that all that love and everything that you got in the Big 12, 
you will come up second to the Crimson Tide every time, and you'll find that out. Mm. And do it in front of your face. Like, you won't touch the ball, and they'll tell you you touch the ball. Mm. Yeah. Um, wild stuff, man. Wild stuff with that softball committee. I just – Oh man, uh, leaves leaves a bad taste in my mouth, you know. And I feel for the girls. Uh, I feel for how they got bounced in the SEC tournament. That was tough. Uh, with South Carolina moving on to take on Tennessee in the SEC championship game, uh, that was a heartbreaking way to lose. Uh, but man, look, Dustin, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, the, the Auburn Tigers improved to thirty nineteen and one and fourteen and thirteen in the SEC. They move up to number twenty in the RPI. You have a chance to host, man, if you take care of business. Dustin, I want to give you your final uh, your final words, and I want to ask you one question on top of this. Can the Auburn Tigers do enough to host a regional this year in the NCAA baseball tournament? Uh, final words, softball is 4.30 Central Time Friday ESPN Plus. So tune in, mm-hmm. support the ladies. To answer your question, um, like I kind of said, man, I just – if we sweep and then we make a deep run, then yep. I think it's possible. I think if I had to put money down on it, i say we come up as a two seed. Uh, we just – we didn't do ourselves any favors at the start of conference play. And what's uh, southeastern Louisiana? I think dropping that series – I think yeah. winning and dropping that series might very well be the difference, Blake. But if we, um, if we come out and we make a deep run and – Butch has been great in the postseason, but hasn't had the best luck in the SEC tournament. Uh, last year we got bounced in the first game, so mm-hmm. I would like to make a little bit of a you know deeper run than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to say two C, but yeah, brother, if we come out and we win the SEC tournament, then I think it will be hard for them to look at an Auburn team that's won. Assuming, let's say, let's just go perfect scenario. Let's say we sweep Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say we, we just win two out of three. Mm-hmm. Win the series versus Missouri, and then in this scenario, you win the SEC champ, the SEC tournament. You look at an Auburn team that's won five series in a row in the SEC and then won the tournament. Under that scenario, hell yeah, you got to host. Oh but, yeah, 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 yeah. They're hosting so if they do that. I, say, say you win. Say you take two out of three this weekend, and then you win two games in the SEC tournament. I think you come up a little short. Okay, so you're you're saying they need to win three games in the SEC tournament. They need they need to sweep. They need to sweep this series, and they need to win three in the SEC tournament. I think that if you make a deep enough run, that just winning the series versus Missouri, like sweeping versus winning the series, won't hurt you. That one, they'll, okay. they'll look at it and say this team closed out SEC play, winning five series in a row. I think that'd be hard to ignore. They won't care whether you swept or not. Um, but yeah, I would say yeah, th- about three would probably be the magic number. I think because then at that point it's like, how do you deny? Like the resume is good enough. We need yeah. USC and then the, kind of some of those teams to finish strong. But like yeah. the resume is good enough, and you have to look at it and say this is the hottest team that that around. So at that point, I don't see how we're not one of the sixteen seeds. Okay, so here's my thing: is look, you're gonna need a lot of help to host. First off, you're going to need a lot of help in the SEC because you have to pass teams up like Tennessee, Kentucky. Uh, you have Arkansas, LSU, uh, Florida, Vandy, South Carolina, like all in front of you. 
Well, all of those teams are going to be top 16 seeds, all right? Like, 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 you know, Arkansas, LSU, those are locked in. Florida, South Carolina, uh, Vandy, that's five right there. Man. Then you're probably going to have uh, – you're probably going to – Kentucky's probably going to be a, a top 16 host. Um, t- Tennessee is playing their way in there to be a top 16 host. Uh, so that's seven, like, like, and then you got you got teams like Coastal Carolina, like you need them to, you know, you need them to falter late, and uh, Campbell's in there, and like, like, there's just a lot of people that need to lose in order for you yeah. to climb that ranking and get to a top sixteen national seed to host a regional. <sighs> Now, I'm not scared to go to Wake Forest, all right? I'm not scared to go to Wake Forest. I know their pitching is elite. They can hit. They're called Wake Forest for a reason. But I'm not scared to go there, all right? Like I said, I think if Auburn shows up in your regional as a two-seed, you're terrified, all right? That's not who you want to see. Now, I saw a projection the other day. Of course, we were a three-seed in Miami. I do not think we're a three-seed, okay? Um, I think I saw the Connecticut one. Yes, Connecticut. Uh, I also saw I like one, for, that one for Coastal Carolina. I think if we go to Coastal Carolina, we're going to spank their ass. All right, yeah. and and I also think if we go to Stores, Connecticut, we're going to wear their ass out too. Okay, yeah. that's just me. I like but, that one a lot. I like that. I, I saw that one and I said, "Boy, if you put us in that one, uh, punch my ticket to stop, the Supers." Stop putting us as a three seed, though. Like, like in these projections, yeah. stop rank us, rank us. All right, you can't tell me that Auburn isn't a top twenty-five team in the country right now. Get out of town right now. Don't give me this BS about oh, well, you got swept by Arkansas in the beginning of the SEC play. Okay, yeah, well, what? Bobby was hurt. Coop was hurt. We didn't have Gonzo all year. Right. Look, we we were banged up. We're young. Yeah, it was Chris Stanfield's first SEC series. Right. All right. Like, right. Yeah, we, we were banged up, and 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 our our pitching was a disaster. Like like we just, you know, this is a completely different Auburn team than what you saw in April. Okay, March, April, completely different, completely different team. You know, you know what else frustrates me about that too, is that you look at a lot of these programs and all these sports, and they get the benefit of the doubt. Like, like say for example, Kansas in basketball. Kansas mm-hmm. can be, they can have nine, ten, eleven losses, and they still will get a two or three seed because they're Kansas. I feel mm-hmm. like we've we should have earned a little bit of that in baseball. I'm not saying we just give us anything, but. At this point, when you see this Auburn team getting this hot late in the season, you should look at it and be like, okay, Butch Thompson's Tigers are getting hot. We better watch out for this. This is a thing. So did no you respect. see what did you see the short that I that I posted today? Look, if if you're new to this podcast and you haven't uh, watched the uh the Lindsey Crosby episode, go back on our page and find that episode. I posted a short today and Lindsey explained why people weren't high on Auburn coming into the year. People doubted Auburn. Okay, well guess what? Butch fooled you. Okay? He fooled mm-hmm. you. He got it right. Once again, he got it right. He needs to be on a lifetime contract. Okay? 
You don't need Mississippi State. With Mississippi State going through shaky, shaky, shaky seasons over there, and there's the rumor mill up of Lamonis possibly getting fired. They might give him another year. He might get fired. I don't know. Maybe LSU series saved him for one more year. I don't know. But Bianco at Ole Miss, all right? You won the national championship last year. You don't make the SEC tournament this year. You're not going to Hoover. You're not going to the NCAA tournament. And they're talking about firing you. All right. Well, okay. So where is Butch? Where's Butch from? He's from Mississippi, right? He's from Amory, Mississippi. All right. Uh, which is really, really close to Starkville. Uh, don't let him go there. Don't let him go to Ole Miss. Don't let him go to Mississippi State. We know that he has connections in Mississippi State, but one good thing is John Cohen is now the athletic director at Auburn. Lock him up. We know how much John Cohen cares about baseball. We know how much John Cohen uh, loves Butch Thompson. So make it happen. Give him the proper money that he deserves. Let's win a national championship at Auburn University in baseball. Because I tell you what, Dustin, look, 2019, it was fun getting there, right? Like Butch said, it was fun. You know, like, hey, we made the College World Series. Like, it's been forever, you know. Uh, This is so much fun. And then uh, the Julian throw, Eduardo Julian, he he launches it uh, against State, and we lose. Uh, It was like somebody, you know, just ripped your heart out. Uh, And then you get back there last year, uh, Dylan DeLucia from Ole Miss, uh, absolutely carves you up, uh, and uh, you lose your opening game. You go into the loser's bracket, and you beat a historic baseball program. Historic. Stanford. All right. Uh, Cole Foster, we remember that that uh, hit off the wall that he had and him puking around the bases and everything. Like, and, you know, a bunch of the Auburn players were sick as a dog out there. And they ultimately get ruined by Arkansas and get sent home. But you got a taste of what it felt like to win in Omaha, right? You got that taste, that 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 little fire in you that says, "Hey, I want to win some more, damn it!" All right, I I I don't want to go out there and just enjoy the festivities and buying Jello shots at the bar. Okay, I don't want to be in a Jello shot competition, damn it! I want to be in a College World Series final best of three against whoever. I don't care. That's what I want. I'm hungry for that. Don't tell me that it can't be done at Auburn because we've got the guy to do it. We've got the guy. We're close, bro. We're scratching. We're scratching on it. But we got the guy, and we can't let him get out of here. We can't. It can't happen, Dustin. You know, I'm with you, buddy, and I think that – Contract-wise, you probably got some stuff to figure out there with Rays, whatever it may be. I think those facility yeah. upgrades are going to help a lot. I think we're – I think that's the culture you can sell to Butch. Look what you built. We're about to build this – we're about to pump all these millions of dollars into making planes. been great. Um, building it back up to what it used to be, putting it back on par with the rest of these SEC facilities. So, uh, I think that's just – I think we're already in the golden age of Auburn baseball, and I think that there's only – there's so much more untapped potential that's right there that we can touch. We're so close we can touch it. It's right there on the horizon. We're so close to accomplishing it. So, yeah, just got to – the way they did with Bruce, when Louisville started making a little noise, no, 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 we ain't got time for this. Uh, yeah. Same thing with Butch. Yeah, yeah, man. I want to see – and... Blake, before we get out of here, I want to see the three guys in charge of these three major programs, Hugh Freeze, Bruce Pearl, and Butch Thompson, all retire 
at Auburn. And I think that's possible. Very yeah. possible. Yeah, great point, man. I would love to see that also. All three of them retire, and hopefully all three of them have championships, okay? Um, Hopefully all three of them have rings uh, to put in their trophy case at Auburn. I think this fan base deserves that. Uh, I think this fan base uh, has been through hell on the football side of things, but we've got much more to talk about with that. Uh, Hopefully we can get some more big-time guests for all of our fans out there, all of our subs. Uh, And look, guys, I know that segment ran a little long, but we are going to wrap things up tonight. Uh, I have a vacation (laughs) that I have to go on uh, with my wife. Um, Our our child is due in July, and this is our last little getaway before we actually – yeah, man, and and so we're excited about that. We're going to spend some family time down in Orange. You know, we're right here in Mobile, so – We'll go down there and we're going to spend all week down there at the Carib and, and just uh, sit back, relax, and and uh, soak up the sun. And this weekend, watch a lot of Auburn sports, man. And and uh, hopefully, I can, hopefully I can do an episode down there. Hopefully I can squeeze one in. But I know if I can't, I know you got us and, uh, and all of our uh, subscribers, man. And we appreciate everybody who has come over from the War Report and, and followed us because of Ike and Mike G and and those guys over there who do an excellent job. And thank you so much for the War Report, for the shout-outs of the Uptempo podcast uh, on your shows. We greatly appreciate you guys. Uh, and and it has just been a blast to do this with Dustin. Uh, I know I shouted him out the other day on, on my live and just all the hard work that this guy does right here. Like tonight, look, we struggled to get this thing going. The weather is terrible. We have issues when the weather is bad. And so Dustin said, hey, look, I'll just, you know, revert to my phone. And, you know, it might not be the best episode, but we're going to get it done. And, uh, you know, I love the dedication from Dustin. He's always there. And that's what it takes, man. We stay consistent with watching Auburn sports, and we try to bring you uh, the best content we possibly can. So we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, Go like, subscribe, click the bell for notifications. The growth has been amazing. We love each and every one of you. War Damn Eagle, and we'll catch you on the next one. We're out.